Whatever you hit that thing is when the episode starts. Okay. Whenever you hit that Well, you just thing. have to tell me that you're ready, and then I know that you're ready, and then I can know I can fucking hit the button. Sam and Michelle, just a couple of critics. I think it's from people who aren't even in the business. Movies, music, TV, could you flush it to the toilet? Couple of critics. How do? How I do is good. How do you? I'm all right. Good. I'm feeling okay. How's your hair looking, girl? Uh, it's apparently looking fly, bro. <laughs> I like it. I got a new wig. I shaved my head again. So you got to tell the people why you got a new wig. Well, I had my head shaved. I didn't do it this time. I actually went to a salon and had someone I know do it. Uh, and, uh, whoop, here I am. Whoop, there's Michelle. And I'm gonna rock some wigs for a while, and I'm looking forward to it. What if you, like, really get into wigs? I think you should get all sorts of crazy ones. Let's go dreadlocks, let's go afro, mohawk. <sighs> well, much like there's a, there was someone who suggested that I get cornrows before <laughs> I actually shaved my head, and I was like, I would... Which I think is ridiculous, but I, I don't want to get in trouble for cultural appropriation. So I don't think a white girl with dreads is looked at as being a very positive thing. Uh, I'm fine with it, especially if they're just dirty, gross ones and they're natural like the dread I have on my head. Well, I shaved my head so they won't be natural. <laughs> and I have no interest in just having dirty, nasty stuff on my head. We are not Come the on. same. It's we're not fun. the same. It's fun. No, we're not. We're just not the same. I like to rub your bald head, your crazy bald head. That's what it sounds like. What's wild is how many calyx I have and how you can <laughs> feel that my hair grows in so many different directions. I like how you can rub your head like from the back to the front. And as you get to the front, all of a sudden, a completely different grain just sends your hand backwards all of a sudden. <laughs> it's, I've, uh, yeah, I've got, you got it. the You've got the natural, you know, when we were in like middle school and kids did that real. Or boys did. Boys did the real gelled down straight hair. And then in the front, they forward do that flip. Flip. Yeah. You have a natural one. Mm-hmm, I do. And in fact, when your hair was growing from the last time you shaved your head, I remember when it was getting that length, it just did that. You had very wantable hair by Ooh, boys in the middle school I, and lesbians at all times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, and that was asked, uh, do you want me to put like fade lines or like no designs way. and stuff in it? And I was like, <laughs> well, and I was like, I don't want to be offensive, but I also don't want to look a certain way because I have been I've been accused I don't know if I accused is the right word but there have been many homosexuals in my life who have identified me as homosexual okay yeah based on my personality <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean there's I'm literally I couldn't have less of an interest in digging my face into a vagina you have said that I before. truly don't you have said that <laughs> um so it's just interesting to be seen that way. So if I allow everyone else to physically see me that way, there's no goddamn way I'm going to live my life without everyone I meet thinking that I'm a bull dyke. <laughs> it's just a bull dyke. It's just a it, it's a it's a look I think I would rock all too well. So let's get these girly wigs. Let's get some bangs in here because I can't have actual bangs. Oh, you're excited about that, aren't you? Yeah, because my I have so many cowlicks that my hair just splits and just shows my heinous, heinous 
fucking ugly forehead that is just riddled with moles. <laughs> and there's a Larry Potter just riddled with there's moles. There's a Larry Potter scar. It's bad. I, I'm fine with it all. But I'm thinking you're looking good. Thanks. I have the same face and I have the same bad personality. <laughs> so And that brings that us to we're here difference. at the podcast to shine that bad personality yeah, through to everyone. So I didn't introduce myself yet. I'm Michelle. I'm Sam. And uh, we're a couple of critics here. We, uh, we are. We are married and we share bits of media with each other. We listen to it, watch it, talk about it, review it. And we have a little bit of that conversation with you guys. We do. I'm going to get this notebook out of your way. You're just looking at my old notebook. No, I keep looking at the Greenomorph. That's what I'm staring at. Greenomorph, unofficially for sale. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, you got a new cricket and you are using it in ways that ladies with tumblers would be ashamed. (laughs) That's true. But I'm finding that a lot of guys I know have crickets. And they are using it in similar ways that I'm using it for. It's fun. The only bad part about it is now I knew this would happen. I just want a huge vinyl cutter now. Like Yeah, you said that. I want the industrial kind. I want to print shit like this big. I want to print. I want so much stuff. I want and want and want. Does Jim- Jimmy has one of those, right? I don't know what he has. I would assume, Unless he just has someone print them for him. I don't want to talk about his. I know some things about his business, and I don't want to shed the light on the podcast. Oh, I don't know what that means. But yeah, we'll keep, we'll keep you shrouded in secrecy, Rolling Graphics, <laughs> whatever that means. I think he uses somebody to print his stuff. I think so, too. But he's to the point where he would need, like, he talked about getting office space, potentially. He's got office space already. He's oh, trying he, he it out right now. Oh, he already get it? Yeah, 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 so yeah, he yeah, potentially yeah. could do, he invest, and episode. do that stuff himself. He could. Last time I talked to him about that stuff, and I don't know where he's at right now, is having those machines adds an extra headache. Mm-hmm. Whereas he's getting such good prices from this one company that's still keeping him viable in the marketplace. Yeah. Let them do the headache of the actual production of the stuff. I'll do the headache of designing it. Applying it, talking to the talking people, to the people, collecting fees. But I, I'm there's not nothing Jimmy, wrong with that. So. There's nothing wrong with that no, at all. That's what I should do. <laughs> I mean, he's still doing the majority of the work. Someone's just, you know, what? printing it and sending it to him. Here's a, here's a little secret. For a minute, we're not we weren't seriously going to do this, but we talked about how for a while at the body shop we were like, you know, we have so much work, we could just send it out to other body shops. Oh my god! Have them fix it, and then it comes back to us, and we return it. The only problem there is... Everything? <laughs> no, I mean, people do that. It's called subletting. It's like when you're too busy. I, I got a guy that can do this. Okay. It's most of the people we know that run body shops that would do it for us. Don't do good work. So it would just be more of a headache oh. of me fixing their shit work. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> they just don't uh, do a good enough job. Do the old job. horn. Pat, pat the old back right there. Ah. <clears throat> so what we're doing here today is we're reviewing an album. We are. And it's an album that I chose. And I'm excited about this. Oh. I am. I think you're a little excited about it, too. I'm I'm happy that you uh, seem to like it, at least one of the songs, as much as you do, which I knew already, giving this to you, that you liked Found a Child. But we are reviewing Ball and Jack. Yeah. The album by Ball and Jack. I'm sure none of you know what the hell we're talking about. But No, it's very hard to find stuff about this band. There's not a whole lot of information out there. Uh, it says here that Ball and Jack was formed in Seattle by former childhood friends Luther Robb and Ronnie Hamill, Hammond. Both of them went to school with Jimi Hendrix. That's pretty cool. They, uh, let's see, they played with him in Jimi Hendrix 
first band, the Vel- Velvetones. Yeah, Velvetones. The Velvetones. Isn't that cool? Isn't that neat when there's like stories throughout rock and roll history or any type of music history where it's like people grew up together. We grew up together. We didn't. We kind of jammed with each other, and then we went separately, and we made a huge career. And then we're like, "Hey, I went to high school with that guy." Well, and unfortunately for Ball and Jack, which is why you've never heard of them, uh, they weren't able to have much of a career. They only lasted five years. Yeah, uh, there were big named artists who would take them on the road with them, like Jimi Hendrix. He would have them open for him. It says. After, uh, let's see where I can find this, because Jimmy died, of course. Jimmy died! So they would continue to share bills with the likes of B.B. King, Spirit, Elton John, Sly and the Family Stone, the Kinks. Like, so all like- of these musicians believed in them and knew yeah. that they were good, but they just couldn't get the album sales. It's almost like, it's you know how there's the comedian's comedian? Mm-hmm. And like sometimes they don't get their due that they should, but they're like the funniest people in the world. It seems like Ball and Jack. Mm-hmm. Might have been a band where, like, dude, every musician went out and watched them, but they never yeah. went anywhere. Except nobody knows them, but everybody knows them. Everybody knows a song by them. They just don't know that they just yet. Don't know it. Well, let's go ahead and get into that. This album, Ball and Jack, was released in 1970. Uh, that the active years for the band is 1969 to 1974. So this is uh, earlier in their in their career. This is actually their first. It's their first album. And I know that they, they, I think they, let's see, what's the war stuff? Because I don't, I thought uh, I read somewhere that they were, asso- there was association with war as well. A few of the guys, uh, two of them went to play with war. And as you listen to this album. Was it parts, after they broke up? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. After they broke up. And you can hear, I don't know if these guys sounded like war before or if these guys left. And I can hear war in, like them in war. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I don't know which one it is because... There's parts of here I'm like, yeah, that sounds like war. Well, at least one other person also played with uh, Santana after this yeah, as well. Yeah, and that's the same guy that was in war, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Might be the drummer. What little do I know? Ronnie Hammond. Is that the drummer? Ronnie Hammond is the drummer, and Luther Robb, who is the other man guy, is the bass. So drummer and bass are the oh, two I main think, starters. I of think the those band. are the two that went off. I think it makes sense being... So, yeah, before I start this, uh, it's a very saxophone... Uh, you have a lot of horns, a lot of big sounds, fast guitar, not always, but it's just a lot. It's very musically driven. Funk guitar with like horns. It's a lot like blood, sweat and tears with some funkiness. Well, let's start with the first song that, that I knew this band by the only song that I knew this band by before choosing this album. So here's found a child. And this is the song. Well, first of all, this song fucking rules. Yeah. And you're going to know this song. Eventually. eventually. There's a breakdown eventually. And you will know what the hell is happening. I got to start off by saying I love the drum tones. You know how much I love tones of instruments. I do. The drum tones are perfect. The snare when he's doing that roll. Mm-hmm. So good. The tone of the voices together right here. A time when a saxophone oh, actually sounds, sounds so good. good in a song and doesn't make it sound cheesy. cheesy. Yeah, that New York saxophone is what kills things. Found the child. Got a nice cowbell going on in there. Right There's down. like rhythmic parts that sound like war in this uh, song. Yeah, I would say so. And I don't know if he Singing brings that style? to war, if that already existed, or if it's like a cause it's like a Latin flavor almost too, in my mind, like a Latin heat. There's the Santana. Yep. Collaboration later. I wish I could be in a band like this. 
So we're we're actually already getting to the part. So this song has been sampled quite a bit, but it's been sampled in one particular way that uh and one I'm sorry, one particular song that you would know. This part rules. But this is great. And you learned how to play this today. Yeah, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> I, it made me excited when I heard that you <laughs> were playing it. Here we go, everybody. Get your dancing butts on. It's 1994, and it's time to bust a move. And that is actually how I found this. That's how I found this song. That's how I found this band. So good. Like, I never really appreciated Busta Move, the guitar riff. Really? I Busta Move is great. <laughs> I mean, I like the song, but I don't think I was ever sitting down like, dude, that guitar riff fucking rules until I heard it in the context of this song. Of where it actually like, originated? Was, oh, my God, this song fucking rules. Yeah, I it's good. I saw that. <laughs> so I, I, as someone who, you know, like a lot of people, not everyone, but you hear something that you like, especially a lot of the music that I grew up listening to, I would say... In like the 90s and stuff, a lot of sampling took place. And I went and looked up a list. It was a playlist of songs that, or maybe it started with a list. I don't know. But I was interested in finding out where these songs got their samples because they chose samples from songs that fucking kick ass. And I usually like a lot of songs like that, you know, that, uh, all right. I didn't expect there to be a light under here when I put my foot <laughs> under the table. Sorry. It was <clears throat> it just surprised me. But uh, yeah, just hearing the birth of of the song and why it was actually chosen, because a lot of times the song that it was chosen from to use the sample is a good fucking song. And yeah. it's in my lane anyway. I like a yeah. lot of music like this. That's what I was going to say. It's like this time of sampling. All these people grew up with. Like this is what their parents listen to. Yeah. And it's shit that, I mean, I'm into it, but it's definitely like more your lane. And I'm happy to drive in it with you because <laughs> I love it too. I grew up with like my mom loving fucking soul stuff. So it's not mm-hmm. like it's foreign to me. You listen to Mojo. But and you seek it out. You learn yeah. more about it. I and love you it. you give it to me and I'm happy to let you take the <laughs> wheel Thanks. on that. This, so when we get so many good samples at that time, just mm-hmm. like. How many times is it Parliament that we found it? That's just like so many songs. Sly were in the family Sly stone. In the family stone. This yeah. we've never known about Ball and Jack until it was you finding this thing. And I've listened to this song for a, a long time. Yeah, and it's always been good. <laughs> but as far as actually choosing the album, this was what I had initially chosen, and then Sam told me about. Or we we talked on that podcast episode about how I'm too easy on you. And then Celine Dion came oh, okay. to mind, and then I gave you Celine Dion instead. All right. So, <laughs> so it's it quite a been, difference. Quite a difference. Very completely different. <laughs> this is what I was initially going to give you, but you got Celine instead. <laughs> I want to say something. You said that I learned this on guitar today. Yes. And unfortunately, everyone, if you want to learn how to play this on guitar, you basically have to look it up as Bust a Move. Oh, you can't look up. Bust it. Bust it? Oh! <laughs> It's impossible to not. It's a little bit slower, little bit. isn't it? Yeah. Well, Ball in the Jack, what I saw, which is where they think, because there's not like a definitive, you know, this is where the name came from as far as the band name. But Ball in, Ball in the Jack just means going hard. 
and I think ball that, in the jack. Yeah, is it just ball and jack though? Yeah, but ball in the jack okay. is like the phrase, I guess. Gotcha. And it, <clears throat> excuse me, like you was guys are, If those guys are ball in the jack, then they are ball and jack. <laughs> yeah, they were going, and I think is found a child alone. Really shows that I can't talk today. Do you know the words to this song? So come on, fat so and just bust a move. <laughs> <laughs> I love this song. I think this song is a gem See, of the nineties. I've always thought this was a good dance song, but it doesn't register as a guitar riff in my head. Yeah, that's, on, that's on fair. the surface, you know what I'm saying? That's fair. When it's in a band and it's like a more old school rock and roll funk song, then I can feel it more. But now that I'm listening to it and I know the riff, I'm like, oh yeah, it's jamming on that riff. Just ugly faces. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you. No, you're fine. I'm talking over you. <laughs> so don't hang yourself with a celibate rope, okay? <laughs> so I can I can't get enough of that fucking song, but I think Bust no. a Move is great by Young excuse, MC. Okay, I was gonna say, excuse my ignorance, I don't remember who did that song. Young MC. Young MC. I think Young MC was a one-hit wonder. So, yeah, I uh, <clears throat> not to go too crazy on just that first track, but that there are only was it I don't see that's the it's really hard to find information. There's not even a Wikipedia page for this album. There's a no. Wikipedia page for the Ball band. and Jack and there's not a lot of information on it. I mean, it's not like scarce, but it's not nearly as much as you'd get from a lot of other You, you get more bands. information about the game Ball and like Ball, what's that game? Ball and Jack? I don't know. What's that game with balls and jacks? Jacks? Jacks. It's just, just called jacks. jacks? Yeah. Yeah. I would get more information <laughs> about that game than I was about this fucking game. Yeah, because don't you bounce the ball and then you try to pick up yeah. as many jacks as you yeah, can before it bounces again? pictures of the game. And I was like, God damn it, no, I want information about this band because they rule. Oh, God. Balls and jacks. I was jacks. trying to find like live footage of these guys jamming. Maybe even with Jimi Hendrix himself. Who knows? What if one of the concerts that he was on tour with, they all, Jimmy came on and just jammed with the whole band. That would have been cool. So I think Found a Child was an actual single, but it just didn't chart and wasn't anything. They had one other song that they released that went to 93 on the top 100. So they were just never, they were never a popular It's one of those bands that didn't get their due. That's what I would say. But it also depends on what you're into, because let's move along to the next song. And there is a change. (laughs) There is a change. There's a change. (laughs) So what's interesting about this, that um, there is a typo on on YouTube music. And I looked it up in uh, Apple Music. The typo is also in Apple Music. But if you look it up online, it's not Spewer Highway. It's Super Highway. (laughs) (laughs) I prefer the song Spewer. So this quickly Blood, sweat, and tears all of a sudden for me But it's very like theatrical as well Yes Not long into this You also kind of feel like you're listening to a movie soundtrack Just don't understand Big sound (laughs) Now it sounds like Jesus Christ Superstore That whole I think that's fair That whole when they were writing musicals at that time. But this song is so... This song fucking grooves. I like this part a lot. Uh-huh. It's got that cool hi-hat. Oh, and the saxes. Oh, I didn't even notice the saxophones. That's cool. <laughs> That's really cool. God, we really but, do listen to music differently. 
Yeah. <laughs> you didn't notice that at all? No, I was. I the whole time I've listened to this song, I've been like, How the drums? What's he doing on the hi hat? It's like he's going. Shh. <laughs> it's so good though. And I like these little syncopated things where, and he's just hitting the snare in these probably not random places because I didn't sit down and figure it out. But to me, it seems random. Yeah. So it's really cool. But the singer's voice is completely different on this song to me. Is it a different guy? It could be a different guy. Okay. I don't know if it's going to cause tensions, but it, it, looks it like seems like the first one's a black dude and the second one's a white dude. Well, Luther Rob did bass and vocals. Let me go to this other website because I did find just a little more information on jivetimerecords.com. Let's see. Jim Walters also did vocals as well as trumpet. So this sounds like Jim to me. <laughs> like I would know. Uh, this song does not represent what the beginning is. No, and it even it, it changes much more. Like the very beginning is just like, oh, what's happening? But I also gave this to you like a week ago. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and give this to you since, you know, with our recording and stuff, it doesn't always match up as well anymore. Uh, oh, yeah. We said on the last podcast last weekend that we were going to record the very next day this episode. And guess what didn't happen? It's a whole week later. <laughs> well, I also, we had the holidays and I worked so much overtime last yeah. week. So yeah. it's just a little, you know. It just didn't quite work out. But guess what the goal is today, everyone? Two today. Two today. Two today. <laughs> and we're also waiting on your COVID test results. Because, oh, that's true. Because Mel, Mel showed up COVID to work positive. and worked with you all day, almost, <laughs> and then went home and went to the hospital and tested positive for COVID. So we have been quarantining for the most part. I went out a little bit, but I wore my mask and everything. Yeah, and you weren't near people. You were just getting... I picked. I mean, I went through the drive-through. Yeah, you didn't sneeze on him. No, I thought you were gonna be like, "Well, about that." I don't do that. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's disgusting. That's beautiful. So there, it does change a little bit throughout. It doesn't. It's not the exact same sound but the entire album? time yeah. through the album. And it's gonna change again. You get in the next more song. to where it sounds. I'd say more and more. It sounds like it could be on a movie soundtrack at this yeah. time. But uh, then you still have some songs that bring it this... back up. But anyway, I put this on when we were in the van, and so you and I were experiencing this album for the first time together. together. So we knew the first song. And then the second song, and it was like, whoa. And I remember uh, I remember turning it up and being like, yeah, like when it started getting really groovy. Uh, let's go on to the next song and see how we feel after that. There's Festival. I like this song a lot. <laughs> this song at first was like, what is going on? Uh-huh. And it almost has like a little Jethro Tallness every now and then throughout this album as well with yeah. that flute. Yeah, I, you, I can't hear a flute without thinking of Ian mm-hmm. Anderson. Well, and also is... Oh, now this is still this is blood, sweat, flute. and tears to me. It is very... Just with a little more, like, flavor. Today's the festival, fun for, for everyone. everyone. <laughs> Here's my favorite part. Harold's got, got a gun. It's so ridiculous. This guy's voice... 
It's so... It's stuck in my head so easy. And I love the fucking ride cymbal work, the, the drum work. I love so the jazzing. flute work. It's jazz flute completely, like you said. Mm-hmm. It makes me want to read leather-bound books and sit upon a couch made of mahogany. <laughs> and mahogany-colored leather. Well, it's the changes. best part is right here with this guy's voice. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, and the, the horns are so... Ju- oh, yeah. And it's jam time. You keep messing with the volume over there, aren't you? Yeah, because I'm turning it up to talk about something. I turn it back down to normal volume. You shouldn't do that. Uh, as the guy who produces this, yeah, I should, because shit drives me crazy. Okay. <laughs> What do you think about this part, Super Jazz Mania? It's not fair to me, because I just have to talk over things, because I can't control the sound of it, but you get to control the sound of when you talk. You can tell me when to turn it up. Well, that's weird. Or you give me the finger, and then I turn it up then. No, because that that means shut up. Then I turn it up. I've done it in every episode. (laughs) You're just now noticing it. I'm not just now noticing. It just seemed like you were doing it a lot. We need to stop talking about this. This song is cool. (laughs) Uh, this part, uh, it's fun, but it's not memorable. Isn't this the song where it goes crazy flute solo? I don't know. Later. Let's listen. And no, I can't remember that much, even though I listened to this a good handful of times. There's some song where he goes crazy flute solo, and it's just like, gets a little exorbitant. Like, yeah, that's cool, man. Flutes are cool for only, I think this one's going to happen. And I like to imagine that it on every album, it is Ian Anderson from Jethro Tall playing. It's not. There's never been any other guy who's played the flute. It's only Ian Anderson. They hire him. He flies in. What about he does that, a bunch of cocaine. Those groovy drums in the background, though. That's not very Jethro Tall. Eh, some songs. Earlier songs. No. They had some jazz influences. I would love to find it with this would love to know if this guy kept playing the drums. I know he worked with war and stuff, but it seems like I love this guy's groove because there's certain war songs that have a groove that are just the shit. And I think he might be the mastermind of some of those grooves. The drums do sound so good on this. Uh, that? It's a guy that understands dynamics. It's interesting. It's fun. It just keeps going. I feel like I should have some champagne and, like, a shiny dress on. <laughs> you should. Doing that, like, almost a Charleston kind of dance. Oh, I think this is what I was talking about. Oh, maybe not. Because now we're back at the festival, baby. Sure are. <laughs> Still Bye. a reminder that today's the festival. Today's the festival. <laughs> Fun for everyone. He's a crooner. No more fried chicken. The festival. <laughs> the festival is you. Is that what he's saying? Yeah, this only get this part gives me kind of like a Zappa feel. I can hear that. The festival is you. <laughs> I thought he was saying the festival is here, just in a real weird way. The festival is here. The festival is here. Oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> it's also you. hard. To, I couldn't. I didn't investigate terribly, but finding lyrics 
to more than just two songs. Hard to find. I found some person who had like an Angel Fire website back in the day that had the okay. lyrics to the songs. It was wild. I don't know why it's so hard to find, <laughs> but I, I nobody knows. Maybe, maybe we have to make our, a documentary about Ball, and about Ball and Jack. We've got to find. We so, need to bring Ball and Jack to the masses. Got there, right. So now I've got two documentary ideas. One about Ball and Jack and two about this skater that was like in his 60s back in the 70s. Wow. And he would carve bowls. And he was this old, old man that looked like. Just like wrinkly and old and people loved him. A lot of kids carve bowls when they're in art class in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Including one that loves snakes that we talked about on a previous podcast. Uh, that's not, I think about one that a mutual friend of ours made <laughs> and it had like the finger, like finger you held indentions? it and it had the finger indentions <laughs> so you could like hold it snug while you. <laughs> he got away with that because he worked as like, he fired the pots. No, yeah. no. He knew somebody who fired the pots. And they put it in, and they would take it out halfway so the teacher couldn't see it. Uh huh. Because the person in. who was loading them, was she also was a also a stoner. <laughs> Come on, if you're working for the ceramics teacher, the ceramics teacher is a stoner. If I know anything about the ceramics teachers, I knew stoners. I only know of one being a stoner, and she was in. We had her in middle school, and she had crazy hair. I meant about people that are our age. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yeah. I know a handful of teachers who are stoners. Yeah. <laughs> That's the truth. Uh, I was talking about the, the boy who loved snakes. Yeah. Uh-huh. He snake made, boy. He tried to make a big bong, and it was a snake, I'm pretty sure. Um, and he tried course. to hide that it was a bong, and uh, our teacher brought him up and was like, come on, you think I'm dumb? Oh, reptile. Look at this <laughs> reptile boys trying to make trying to make a snake bong. <laughs> That's perfect, though. That was, the, that was the class I got to watch Evil Dead in, and the principal walked in in the middle of a dismemberment scene and was like, okay, and she walked back out and didn't make us stop. It was awesome. Maybe she just really trusted the teacher, which is why she randomly showed up during the class anyway. She was probably like, I got bigger fish to fry. Yeah, because she was fat. <laughs> <laughs> that was just easy. I'm sorry. I'm also fat. Let's move along to the next song, <laughs> Telephone. A lot of these songs aren't very long either. A lot of them are no. just two minutes ish this one feels uh has more like of a sheen to it to me it almost sounds like a tv show theme song i would agree especially this coming in starring janet reno (laughs) hey guys (laughs) with chris kirkpatrick hey guys (laughs) and introducing clementine farlington Hey guys. I should have. Clementine here. <laughs> Did somebody say my name? Hi. Hey, Clementine. Clementine. <laughs> Clementine, it's good to see you here. So, what's your opinion of this song? This song on its face is cheesy as fuck, and I shouldn't like it, but god damn it, I can groove on it, man. I think it's good as hell. There's something about this, like, 70s, late 60s. Like, I could jam on late 60s, early 70s theme shows all day because mm-hmm. they were jamming. Oh, they were so good. So, like, I imagine wearing, like, a brown tweed suit and just dancing my ass off while I'm drinking bourbon, <laughs> smoking cigarettes until the morning comes because it's a different time, and I probably would have smoked cigarettes. He's getting yelled at by Sherman Hemsley. No, he wouldn't have yelled at me because I can do an immaculate impression of his walk. He wouldn't have even talked to you. He was a rich man. It's true. And you are not, you peasant. 
Uh, this part rules. I like it very much, and it has the like distorted sound just from like the old quality recording. Yeah, yeah, telephone, the old analog distressed sound. How can I telephone the way I feel? This part has stuck with me since the first time I heard and it. And here comes the classic line. Telephone instead of telling you. <laughs> it's like that line is so cheesy, but very fun to do. That's a play on words. Very short song. Yeah, two minutes and eight seconds. It's like punk length. <laughs> <laughs> punk length. That's not easy to say. Punk length. You're punk right, length. Uh, you have to really think about it. Hello, my name is Terry Punk Length. Ooh, I hate it. You hello, know, Professor Punk Length. <laughs> oh, you knew I was a professor, huh? Oh, Professor Punk professor Length. Professor of love. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. All right, we have one more song before we're going to take a break because... Ooh, cool. Ooh. And then we'll come back and we get to play a game again because I made a game. Cha -cha 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 -cha. Not only are most of these songs about around two minutes, Festival's a little bit longer, that's four something, and then with two other songs in the second half are six minutes. But uh, a lot of these are pretty short, so I think it's a fair it's gonna thing be a shorter to just episode. cut it in half and do five and five. It's not a long album at all, but let's listen to Only a Tear or Only a Tear. Why is that cause I, what he says? No, but tear and, and tear, are, it's one of those words that it can oh, mean two different things and it's yeah, spelled the same. Think about that. So, familiar to me. so what do you think about this one? It seems as though I might have been I've there before, before. I don't hate I it. It's just kind of lame, Zoid. I think it could be. It could be way lamer. It could. Here's what I'm. Here's why I'm bringing it up. I think Ball and Jack may have had a disadvantage. And there's a couple bands that I've known that are good, and they had the same disadvantage: not sticking to a sound. Mm. Unfortunately, I think masses and humans, me included, we kind of want the same thing oh, yeah. from the thing. You We're know? creatures of habit, as our dead former teacher once said. So I don't know of many bands that were popular that changed their style. Maybe album to album you can get away with, but song to song? That's why, that's why I feel like... Maybe it's just easier to digest because I keep labeling it as in my head as like it's part of telling a bigger story as like you would hear it on a movie soundtrack. So you're going through different motions. You're feeling different things. Life isn't always the same exact like thing all the time. It's not always repetitive. So maybe it's easier for me to digest because it is so different, which yeah. I, I get it. Like, this song is not exciting or anything, but I think it's it's necessary to oh, have these, part rules. <laughs> these little, I don't know, lagging points, these little rest points, but it's such a short amount of time that I don't think it's painful or anything. Oh, I don't think the song's painful. I just think it's so different. It's the same thing with Zappa. I can digest all this in different too, but Zappa was never popular. One, because it gets a little weird but and it's all over the song place song by song by song you don't know what the fuck he's doing you can't label him as something so when yeah. something can't be labeled it can't be sold that's true and, and it's 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 what is that it's the uh, 
it's not bittersweet, but it's the double-edged sword yeah. of, you know, you're, you're so talented and you want to be different and special, but you but still kind of need to hone it in a little uh-huh. bit. Uh-huh. It sucks. And my actual bigger, not problem, I think that song could have gone longer and add some percussion. Like mm. Some like nice like rim clicks. I almost wonder back. if the percussion would make it sound cheesier, though. Maybe. But I feel like there's such, they're such good percussionists and they could find a groove behind it that would make it not like... Well, they gave it more to the horns. Yeah, they could have almost followed that groove. That dun, 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 dun. I think like it seems like they just wanted to keep it sounding keep it short and really low energy and like it like it's trying to express yeah I don't know weakness or sadness or I don't know I'm just projecting I guess I also wonder if live they might take that longer and the horn gets to just kind of go off on its own sad little I have a feeling that the songs were as short as they were only on the albums four times as long live just because they they jam. just seem like they were more of a jam sort of situation. They life. probably could. It seems like if you have horns in your band, everyone is musically knowledgeable. And if you're musically knowledgeable, you can just jam. You can just go, A minor? Yeah, sounds good. At least find a way to jam to maybe connect songs to kind of bridge them together. Yeah. Oh, and that could have been that too. All of a sudden, they break into something big. <laughs> but we will uh, figure that out a little bit later because right now we're going to take a break. Break time. And it's appropriate to give you Bust a Move again because the song is so good. How to Brother Harry. Okay. This episode of Couple of Critics Podcast is brought to you by... Hello, it's me again, Herschel J. Pinhead. I'm starting to think that some of you may have not thought I was serious when I told you I opened up my own bowling center. Pinheads, balls, and pins. Seriously, people, I'm not fucking around here. I've always liked bowling. I thought it would be a fun way to get out of the real torture and pain game out of the whole hell thing in general. And nobody has shown up. Not fucking one. I'm even outside giving deals. Deals, real deals here, people. A whole pitcher of beer for $1. And a whole three games of bowling for $6. You can't beat that deal. My friend Jerry Tough Knuckle told me this was a bad idea. But I told him to fuck right off. And I went ahead and I took a chance, people. So come on down to Pinhead's Balls and Pins, where you're going to have a bowling good time. Please, stop the commercial. Stop it now? Yes. But, but the flute's going. The flute is so nice. Yes, the flute is very nice, I know. Plus, the piano's getting ready to come in. Right here. Ugh. Oh, well, you know, it is pretty nice. It's pretty jamming. What the hell are we listening to and why? (laughs) I haven't figured it out yet. Usually there's a tie-in. If you can hear the music, it uses the Found a Child. Oh, really? Oh, sample as well. 
Okay, I can hear it in there. It's just used completely different. Yeah, that's... And they're using that... Woo! Oh, yeah, there is. Woo! There was in there. But that's fair enough by me and my toothbrush. <laughs> the band is called Me and My Toothbrush? Yeah. The things we find out about on this podcast <laughs> are amazing. <laughs> me and my toothbrush. And I think... You're going to find out some more amazing things because I'm going right into it because oh. I want to keep this podcast moving and a grooving. Let's do this. It's game time. I have created a game on the Ball and Jack episode. Let's do this. Called Balls and Jacks. <laughs> <laughs> That's me dancing to silence because I always put a little theme song in there. Okay, it'd be funny if I just left it silence. <laughs> All right. In this game, I have facts. It wouldn't be funny. It'd be like things that you've done in the past where you just, right, just forget don't to listen do it. back and fix it. Okay, Wasn't I'm there gonna... a whole episode without music once? <laughs> <laughs> I believe the rigor mortis episode was missing an entire music track. Yes. Oh, yeah. Didn't Chris have to play it on YouTube while he listened to the podcast and, so it would line up? And Sam should probably check to see if you ever fixed that. <laughs> I think I think you I did. did. Oh my God, I hope so. <laughs> All right, so we're back and we're gonna right, play. We're a gonna game play this game called Balls, Balls and Jacks. Balls and Jacks. Here we go. We're gonna talk about four celebrities named Jack. Okay. Two things about them, and we'll just start off with this. I'll just go right into it. First, Jack we've got on the list. Man called Jackie Chan. Not who I expected. Let's Jackie do this. Chan. Jackie Chan hated the sport of A, American football, okay. B, tennis, or C, golf. Jackie Chan hated American football, tennis, or golf. Well, I'm not I'm going to guess American football is not not it. So I'm okay. I'm I'm personally eliminating that. Um he seems I'm I'm going to say tennis. Tennis, eh, sorry, Michelle. Okay. He hated golf. Now, okay. question number two about Mr. Jackie Chan. This is where we really get into the term of balls. Now, I know Ooh, earlier sports. it was balls, but these are balls. Jackie Chan acted in a porn in 1975. What? Yes, he was a young man. He wasn't getting very much work during his stunt work days. So Jackie Chan acted in a Chinese porn in 1975. Nice. The Good for name, him. The name of this porn, Michelle, is A, Shanghai Love, B, All in the Family, or C, Kung Fu Fantasy. It's, it, I, I sure as fuck hope it's not all in the family. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know we brought up some uh, Sherman Hemsley earlier. And that's where he originated from, right? Who? What? Uh, the, from the show, the Jeffersons. They originated from All in the Family. Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. They were it the was neighbors. like a spinoff yeah. of that show. So the other ones were Shanghai. A, Shanghai Love. B, All in the Family, which you've already thrown out. And C, Kung Fu Fantasy. Oh, God. This is... I'm going Shanghai Love. Shanghai Love. Eh. Michelle, I am God sorry. Damn. In 1975, Jackie Chan acted in the pornography All in the Family. Ew, why? Ew, why? Jackie played a rickshaw driver whom fucks two women and ends up getting a venereal disease. Uh, the actual story of that, it's really more of a comedy. It's barely a porn. It just had two sex scenes in it. And both of them 
featured Jackie Chan. And his penis? I could not find if you actually saw his nuts or his dick. I know you see his ass. You can see his ass in a couple things. Because he does like stunt things and it's funny. Like he loses a towel in the middle of someplace. He's known for his confidence. So, I'm sorry, Michelle. You are... I know nothing about Jackie Chan. Zero out of two. We're going to move on to the next Jack. Jack Lemon. Nice. <laughs> Jack Adorable. Lemon loved the sport of A, bocce ball, B, golf, or C, cricket. Oh, that's tough because they're all... They're all a dignified man's game. They're all like slower, more relaxed-paced, ball-based games in the grass. Yes. Um, so you said bocce ball, bocce ball golf, golf, and cricket. Cricket. He loved this sport. Loved it. I'm guessing. I'm guessing golf. That was a gut instinct ding, ding, that ding, I had. Ding, 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 Michelle, you got the correct answer. Before golf. you even read it, I thought golf. Yeah, he looks like a golfer, doesn't he? Kind of. Okay, now Jack Lemon was also a porno. He, he also had some testicles. <laughs> Which affliction was Jack Lemon plagued with? A testicle refused to drop as a baby. B had it removed after a horse bit his ball bag at the age of seven. Now some of these are in my own words. Oh, so don't let that assume so. And C born with one testicle, but later had a fake one implanted. I'm guessing that he had a testicle that didn't drop on its own. Ding, ding, ding. Michelle, you are two for two when it comes to Jack Lemon. Well, apparently I... Do you like that I made up the thing? Had it removed after a horse bit his ball bag at the age of seven? <laughs> <laughs> I like that you felt like you needed to say that ball bag was clearly your terminology. Well, I thought that that was going to sway the, uh, the guess. All right, you ready for the next Jack? I am. Jack White. All We're right. Moving on to Jack White loves the sport of. He's this so far. It's not hit the Jack that I I'm expecting. But okay. let's continue. A baseball, B soccer, or C croquet. Jack White loves this sport. Well, he's now he's eccentric. He's eccentric and seems like. Uh, we say them all again, please. The three. A baseball, B soccer, and C croquet. I don't think of it sports and him at all yeah so my thought process is something that's going to be calmer i'm going to guess croquet because he seems pretentious eh, sorry michelle he actually really loves baseball really? he's actually a fan of baseball it's not just which one does he like the most he's a fan of baseball he likes america's pastime it actually fits in because he likes pastime shit which croquet mm. would have worked too all right, but Jack White... He just doesn't seem like a fast, sport-loving guy. Now, Michelle, I couldn't find anything on Jack White's balls or anything racy. Instead, I found this website called mirror.unpsych.org, blah, 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 where they just made up some stuff about Jack White. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm supposed to just guess yeah, this? It's just funny to read. Oh, God, okay. Did this website... Oh, here... I'll, I'll say what they said about Jack White so you can get a feel of how they talk. Okay. All right? Jack White is a pigment-deficient eunuch best known for a guitarist and singer for the Black Polka Dots. A, gave his own testicles a dishonorable discharge so that he could retain his castrato vocal style. B, has Velcro testicles so that he can put them on when he wants. Or C, had them removed and forged into an old-timey record player, you know, the kind that you crank. Ugh. 
This one's a little weird because it's all made up. That second one sounds like more like what, or the second, the third one sounds like more like what they would make up based on the other thing that you read. Mm. Will you read them to me one more time? Yes. A gave his own testicles a dishonorable discharge so that he could retain his castrato vocal style. It just sounds like he could have fucking jerked off. Has Velcro testicles so that he can put them on when he wants. That doesn't make sense. Had them There's removed no and forged into an old-timey record player, you know, the kind that you crank. That sounds... It just sounds more on par with the ridiculous thing that you already read to me about how he's from the black polka dots or whatever. Yeesh. I'm going number three. Okay. No, sorry. He actually they said he gave his own testicles a dishonorable discharge so that he could retain his castrato vocal style. And I accidentally gave you a clue when I said Jack White is a pigment deficient eunuch. Best known for his... The guitar and singer for the Black Polka Dots. How is that a... A eunuch, I believe, is a castrato. Oh, well, this is a person that's got their balls cut off to retain Well, you sure castrato. didn't uh, give me any hints. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't Now, the last one... All. Looks like I've only got Jack Lemon down Jack to Lemon a down. Now, the last one... We're, we're back to reality here. There's no made-up blah, 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 blah. Good. Blah, blah, blah. Is this Last the Jack one. I've been expecting? And maybe Jack Nicholson. That's the one I've been expecting this whole time. <laughs> Jack Nicholson was famous for, or is famous for, A, watching, uh, sorry, A, always being on the sidelines watching the Lakers basketball, B, wearing a football helmet in the movie Easy Rider, or C, smash Robert Scott Blank's windshield on February 8th, 1994 with a two iron after being cut off in traffic. Okay, I know that he loves going to the Laker games. Okay. So I'm going to say Laker. Well, trick question. They're all three real. <laughs> Were you right? <laughs> the third one definitely felt real, but it felt like because yeah. the first one was so obvious. He he, he definitely was always uh, courtside at the Lakers games. Um, yeah, there are He's, pictures everywhere. In Easy Rider, he wore a football helmet on the motorcycle. I thought so. It was black. And... February 8th, 1994, he smashed Robert Scott Blank's windshield with a two iron after being cut off in traffic and said, it's weird, during the madness, I knew what I was doing because I grabbed a club I don't really use on the course. He was on his way to play golf. Now. Okay. Here's where we get a little saucy, baby. Because Jack Nicholson was known for his sexing. I guess it wasn't black. I was wrong. What? His helmet was not black. It's like red maroon no it's more like a gold color and uh peter fonda's was an american flag way off i'm sorry continue okay so jack nicholson known to slang the wang Mm Mm-hmm. oh for sure he likes him young jack nicholson filled with cum a has a giant package you can easily see when he sits down at lakers games b attended orgies at harry dean stanton's house or c would dab cocaine on his penis to enhance his sexual stamina. Is this going to be a situation where they're all true Michelle, again? all three are true <laughs> once again. Uh, Jack Nicholson has a giant package that you can easily see when he sits I've down at Lakers game. I've never heard about that, so I didn't know that. that I yeah. felt like that wasn't true, because I feel like you would have heard Jack Nicholson has a huge dick. Just, just, uh, you, you can find it. It's not like one of the things that people talk about, but you can Is, find out about it. Compare it to a hamaconda. I don't know. It's just, if you see pictures, it's like... A giant thing bulge in his pants when he's sitting down. Okay. Uh, B, he attended orgies at Harry Dean Stanton's house. That sounded believable. And also uh, hosted his own orgies where people complained that he really wouldn't have enough snacks in the refrigerator. There would be enough drugs and alcohol in the weed that they would keep in the freezer to keep it fresh. 
But God damn it, nothing to eat. Maybe some milk. That's terrible. And you got to keep people's energy going. And see, he would dab cocaine on the end of his penis to increase his sexual stamina and for a nice little treat inside the lady. And that's Balls and Jacks. Way to go, Jack Nicholson. He knows how to live. He's not one of the greatest for nothing. So now we're back. Let's talk about Ball and Jack. Let's do it. <laughs> Jeff, fun. That was fun for me. Uh, Reading was, about all of that insanity. It was fun. Harry Dean Stanton. Jackie Chan in a little porno. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Jack Lemon loving golf. Yeah. Jack, there's nothing saucy about Lemon besides his descended testicle or undescended testicle. Yeah. But that mm. I think that's a little more common. Yeah, it is. It's not terribly uncommon. Yeah. It was hard to find anything about old Jackie L. Let's do this. He's such a sophisticated man. Let's get back with the single that was re- actually released. Uh, at least the one that charted barely. Here is a song that I would, you know, would fare better if I made sure it was turned up. Here is Never Let Him Say. It's almost uh, shaft at the beginning here. I think it has a very... It's almost like a Band of Gypsies vibe right here. Yeah, you're right. It does have a Band of Gypsies style. I like this song. <laughs> this is a good song. He's got a Sly and the Family Stone uh, vocal sound going on there. That nice, uh, almost vocal fry. That's <laughs> yeah, really smooth. I love this guy's vocal tone. Do a line and yeah. <laughs> I really off wish of, I could off of Jack Nicholson's penis. <laughs> That's such it's so considerate of him to also think of a woman though. He said that they enjoyed it also. Of course they did. <laughs> even though there's it kind of sucks because they would numb you, so you wouldn't Yeah. It would make it even harder to get a woman off. Yeah, but I think if you get a numb, then you can go wild. That's true. And I guess if it's an orgy, you don't necessarily want everyone just immediately coming and then the orgy stops. Oh, Angela Houston. Oh, Angelica on. Houston. Yeah. yeah. She had an on and off relationship with For him. She years. said it was uh, very big. There we go. Oh, yeah. But it's just not one of those people that comes up on the top of the list for some reason. Oh, Miss Adams herself. Mrs. Adams. I think he's just one of those guys. You go, yeah, probably. Uh, him <laughs> cheating is why they didn't last. Ah. He wasn't a man who could stay true to her. I found that he also had, back in the day, trailers just for sex on on uh, movie sets. Like, that was his fucking trailer. Imagine having that kind of energy. That's something I think of as someone Well, I think who's, it was a little bit of a synthetic make, energy. Yeah, still, though. I mean, I'm almost <laughs> 40, so at this point, I'm just like, ugh, how do you have, how do you have the stamina to not need naps? Maybe he took naps as well? It's a power thing. I know uh, someone said that he was lethargic naturally so cocaine really didn't make him crazy it just kind of made him a little bit normal oh this, this is like is so fucking groovy this kind of gives me a little more of a jesus christ superstar vibe yeah, too i was gonna say it's a revivalist sound that, yeah that's fair i mean it's true it's true <laughs> but it's also fair what's this song called again never let him say never let him say there's only three songs i know the names of uh, I don't think that's true. Really? You know Carnival, yeah. Festival, you know Found a Child. There you go. Oh, okay. <laughs> bingo. Those are the three. Oh, it's a bingo. 
<laughs> What's that guy's what's Ritz's real name? Hector Schlagenden. <laughs> you thought that was hilarious, huh? He loved it over here. Ronnie Hammond as the drummer or Luther Robb no, as I the bass. Oh, I the guy who does the, oh, it's a bingo. Oh, it's a bingo. That's why it was funnier because it's a German guy, Hector Schlagington. Well, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> Christoph Waltz. Even though Hector is not a, I don't think Hector is a German name. Here goes 27 Hectares. I wish we were still on a Hector system. Hector origin. Are you looking up what Of Hector? name. Hector. It's English. Middle English. Mm. From the Trojan warrior. Hector. The Trojan warrior. Yes. The Trojan magnum warrior that oh. goes on Jack Nicholson's giant panacea. Originally denoting a hero, the sense later became braggart or bully. Oh. Hence talking a bully way. So Hector's a heckler. Huh. Hector the heckler. Mm-hmm. I assume so. This is all balderdash to me. Yeah. Did that work? No. Okay. Let's uh, let's move along to the next song that we have here, Street People. This, Still have more energy. This seems like somebody's about to teach me how to like go to the library and rent a book. Oh, like Schoolhouse Rock? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, when you get a library card, you I can went... go to the fiction or nonfiction, and you can rent a book for free. It was like three nights ago that I went down a rabbit hole and listen to a lot of the old Schoolhouse Rock songs. Do you think it had classics. something to do with this sound? I don't know. I don't It'd be around the same time. It was one of the songs just got in my head. Not this part rules. Kill yourself! <laughs> they say kid, but this first time Sam and I heard it, I was like, did they just say kill yourself? There's no way they said kill yourself. From here on out, it is kill yourself. Oh, wait. I get such a like Ike Willis. Oh yeah, it does have like Zappa yeah. feel from yeah. this. I think I, I have. I thought this album was kind of like had its hits and misses the first time I listened to it, but it has grown on me so much. I was gonna say the same thing that it, I like the album as a whole a lot. It latches you in. Mm-hmm. It grows on you. Kill, you kill yourself. yourself. <laughs> Definitely an Ike Willow sound. There's some Zappa sounds right there that you're talking about. I think it's still got a war sound going on. With the way they're all singing at times. I think the singing, like the vocal arrangements and the way that it sounds like a group in a room singing, it sounds like war. Yes, exactly. Like group vocals. Not just like That's... harmonizing with each other. It seems like they're all singing like the same note almost. But they sound like they were actually recorded together in the same room not like each voice just put in there and that song is just now hitting two minutes now nice they know (laughs) they don't need anymore hey we got a little jam here kill yourself kill yourself (laughs) well that actually out of the last three songs that we have two of them are over six minutes long one is almost seven so we will get a little more here a little indulgent i think that's one of the indulgent flute songs i was talking about well we're going to listen to carnival fuck yeah we're gonna listen to carnival (laughs) so funny that they have a song about festivals and carnivals this guy loves funnel cakes 
So do I. And corn dogs. <laughs> and like a good, big, fresh corn dog. I like funnel cakes. I, you should. It's just deep fried dough the, with the like goal in powdered life sugar on it. For my life, should be to find a corn dog I like because I like the idea of it. You're not a cornbread fan, though. No. I think I needed it to be a thin layer, crispier, and no like honey additive because I don't like honey. I kind of like honey mustard. I don't like mustard at all, but I don't like anything honey involved. I don't like to live. I know. <laughs> this is slightly spooky. Like, it sounds menacing a little bit to me. That makes sense. It does, definitely doesn't sound like happy and inviting. I would almost be cool to like make a short horror film and like as the guy's stabbing, you don't like really hear any sounds and it's just like the song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like at the beginning of uh, Devil's Rejects. Oh, yeah. I like that about the Devil's Rejects. Devil's Rejects is one of the few Rob Zombie movies I thoroughly enjoy. One of the few things Rob Zombie has ever done that I don't hate. And he doesn't seem he, terrible when he talks as a human. No, I like Rob Zombie. But his wa- I'm not a fan of his wife. I like his wife, too. She's fine off camera. She's just annoying on camera. Is she? Yeah. I don't know anything about her off camera. I just think it's annoying that he puts her in absolutely everything. Like, it's nice to give her a hand. It is, but it seems like it's a cop-out at this point, doesn't it? Or, like, they're just a team who works together. I which guess. Kind of, because she did When she you say to- it that way, it feels better. Didn't she used to dance for White Zombie? She used to be in, like, White Zombie videos and in the art and stuff. So, technically... She's been around for a while. She has just kind of been, like, his uh, artistic muse. Muse! And, maybe... Well, I can't make... Well, now I've, I've made convinced myself to... <laughs> but you can still find her annoying on camera. Oh, I do. I, I do. But it's also that baby character. That's what it is. It's that character. Because I've seen her times where she's not annoying. She was in the Toolbox Murders, and she wasn't annoying in that. Hmm. And she gets brutally fucking murdered in it, I'm pretty sure. Here we go. This is exorbitant flautist. <laughs> yeah. I like to add Jethro Tall. I can hear yes. Some Ian Anderson. And sometimes you do hear him going like... <laughs> and you can hear the... Oh, you hear the breaths. The breaths. I'm going to turn it up a little you bit. You really so hear the breaths. And you can hear the mechanics of the flute moving. Now you hear like the mouth open. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's very interesting. I think it'd be cool to be able to play a flute. Oh, you hear some of their voice in that. I love when you can hear their do, voice. Do, 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 do. That's Jethro Tall to the max. When you can hear it, guy going. Well, they are balling the jack. They're going ba- hard. They're fucking balling the jack, bro. <laughs> I hate the word bro. We just made it over halfway through the song, too, so there's still. We've made it over that hill. A bit left. Now, don't you think by now it's pretty exorbitant flute solo that isn't interesting enough to. No. Oh, really? I don't. Because you don't really get that much in this. So it seems like you. Sh- if they're kind of giving you something longer, you should just kind of go ahead for the ride because it's not like they do this all the time. And this is interesting. It's like... I like if, when if, this if part comes back in. If you're into like a smooth jazz sound, I've always enjoyed jazz. Jazz. I like jazz. I took a jazz class in college. Sometimes I fall asleep to jazz, Michelle. 
Bet you didn't know that, did you? Why should I? Because you shouldn't. I thought you listened to music that screams. I do that as well. (laughs) Sometimes it's Al Miola going... And sometimes it's George Cannibal Corpse Fisher going... Last night it was... I believe that. (laughs) Before waking the whole house up. Oh, I did. Yeah. I screamed. Sometimes I wake myself up screaming. To wake yourself up out of something like yeah, a bad dream. Yeah, because I know I'm dreaming, but I can't wake up for some reason, so I just scream. Was yeah. it loud this morning? It felt loud this time. It was loud. Because <laughs> I was afraid to fall back asleep at first. I was like, did he just yell from the other room because I'm snoring so loud? <laughs> but no, that actually reminded me that that seat, not that, but I had a moment that I just remembered in a dream this morning where I was riding in a car with two people... I was the passenger, front passenger seat, and I said, well, it's because this is a dream, or whatever. Like, or it's crazy that this, you know, but whatever, because we're in a dream. And then, like, the car door started, like, coming open. Yeah. It's like, I, I, was, I actually saw, like, the thread of it start to fall apart for, like, a split second, because I acknowledged that it was a dream. Yeah. And then I, I, I just kind of went back to the dream, and it went... It just kind of, like, changed the scene. But were you still aware that you were dreaming? Yeah, I've been doing that more lately. It's not for very long. Mm. Because if if I really know, then I'll usually wake up. Yeah. But I've been acknowledging more regularly in dreams. I'd like to finish what I was saying. I had to hear that end. Okay. Well, you didn't hear anything. You were just yeah, okay, doing I, your own I thing. I wanted to hear the end of that song. <laughs> okay. Continue, though. You won't now. I don't remember. I forgot what I was saying. You were talking about your dream and coming out of uh, the door opening. And oh, you've been dreaming more like that lady, lately. Lucy I dreaming. feel like it's just a way to... The only time it happens in dreams is I'm telling someone else and essentially trying to assure them that things will be okay. (laughs) That's a strange way to go about it. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. We're just in a dream. That's a... I've never heard of anybody describe it in that way. I don't know why. I don't know why it started, but it's a weird thing that's been happening a little bit here and there. I have not lucid dreamed in a long time, except for, like, this morning when I realized I was dreaming and I screamed to wake up, but... I specifically had not that long ago, or maybe it was like a handful of months ago, where I remember I put my arms up in the air and and like spun around. I was like, "It's just a dream," like in the dream, <laughs> and then like it doesn't matter, and like nothing matters. It's not you cut your hand off with a sad. knife. Oh no, I wouldn't have. That would scare me. I'd wake up. <laughs> I'd wake up from that. So, with you actually cut your hand off. <laughs> Carnival is a little more, I think, kind of indulgent into the jazz side. But yeah. I'm I'm not against it. You're I'm on board. I'm, I'm on board for it too. Yeah. Spooky. It's no festival, but there's a carnival and a festival on this. Okay, so what I would say if I on paper, a carnival is creepier than a festival. I would think so. Like there's a game called Carn Evil. That's true. Clay, and- case closed. Clay's closed. People have seen clowns as being creepy for a while now, so they fucking are. It's interesting to have that. Also, a lot of the sounds to like the games or whatever, they sometimes sound creepy. Like a Jack in the Box song 
can be fucking creepy if you don't go fast and make it sound like normal speed. Yeah. Just going like... Yeah, it's just creepy. <laughs> and there's no name for people that work at festivals. You don't call them festies. They're carnies. They're festival workers at, at a exactly. festival. And, and when I think of a festival, I think of like a group of people getting together to like listen to music and have fun. Yeah. A no, carnival think, is like dark and creepy and at yeah. night. And, and a carny meets high school girls in the parking lot and fucks them in their car. That's gross. <laughs> they have cars or in his... Isn't that what happened in our school? I don't... I didn't know people fucked him. The guy that had a Nazi... Nazi John? No, not a, Nazi John. I don't remember what carny it was, but one of the carnies met one of the high school girls in the parking lot when we were in high school. Was it a redheaded girl car. who we went to school with for a bit? I don't know. Then she, she went to jail for a while for Maybe. letting a guy die in the hotel and then robbing him and leaving him there. Is she not in jail there. anymore? No, she recently got out last year. Oh, wow. Year. Yeah. Is she going to get her life together? I think she's doing that. I don't know. I'm not associating with it, so. She was a rough one. Was it her? I don't remember who it was. Okay, well. Okay, it was me. I fucked a carny in the parking lot. <laughs> in your car? I fucked Nazi John in the parking in lot. In your van. Was it your black van? It was van? Adam's van. Oh, it was Adam's van. Did he take watch guard on the outside? In no, case? he didn't know. Nazi John knew how to pick the lock. I said, we can go in my friend's van here. It says I got wood on the back. Well, I appreciate you telling me after all these years yep, that so you fucked a carny. You've gotten Nazi John HIV. It's fine. You got Nazi HIV. Why did we call him I Nazi John? I probably gave you HPV, so we're fine. Didn't he have like a swastika on his arm or his leg he or something like that? He had a swastika like tattoo. I don't know where it was. And he ran carnival rides. I didn't care about the, car- the carnies. I thought it was weird that people cared so much about the fucking carnies and the weirdos fucking operating it. I was just like, I don't care about these assholes. They're just fucking working. I want to I have fun. <laughs> Fuck these people. That's 90% of the fun is looking at the fucking carnies. It wasn't for me. My brother almost became a carny. That's, that's also di- how we watch movies differently. You look at more of what, what the pieces are that make up the whole and I just go right into the emotional aspect of it. And I'm just like, give me things. Give me fun. Give me experience. Give me fuel. Give me fire. Give me that much I desire. <laughs> yes, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say it like this. I look at the guy running the ride and how it works. You just care about the ride. Mm-hmm. And I like them both, but I do want to see what idiot is pulling the lever. Well, rides and things like that have always given me anxiety as well. So I'm also just in my own. Do movies give you anxiety? So like when you were watching Dexter this morning, was it giving you anxiety? Especially if there's gore and stuff. But yeah, I did watch the season finale of Dexter this morning. And uh, what's your rating? Out of zero to ten, all over the rock and roll cats. What does the new season of Dexter get? I would give it maybe like a seven or an eight, which I I think it went out on like a four. Really? Okay. Uh, No, I don't mean this episode. I mean like the series ending. It went so bad that I feel like Dexter New Blood. Oh, the original series. Yeah. The the season one of Dexter New Blood, because I assume there will be a season two. Uh, Yes. Let's not spoil it for people. No, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. I was getting ready to say my theory, and then I was like, whoa, Sam, don't no, say anything. No, you can't anything. do anything like that. I don't even want to watch it, and I know what happened. I just talked you. to you about it. But you watched the first show. I did. But, but I would say that it's a step up from the last uh, two or three seasons of the original show. So, Man, they could just 
film them picking their nose, and it'd probably be better than the last two seasons. It was pretty of rough. <laughs> and it was, and the lady who I who really ruined it for. Well, it wasn't her, but it was the writing around it. Is that Yvonne lady? who is in Handmaid's Tale, and I like her very much, even though she's absolutely a fucking villain in that, too. Well, you just didn't like the character of Hannah hated and Dexter, and I didn't it. like Hannah either. I remember I was like, when they had sex, I was like, fuck, God, now she's going to be in the series even longer. And they made that shit like softcore. Like, it just, it felt like the yeah. show was just trying to be a certain thing. Titillating. And it's like, I don't need this. Like, this isn't why I liked the show. But you say she's a, you like her in Handmaid's Tale. I like she, her She's a, a good actress. We were probably meant to not like her in Dexter. So she probably did a good job. Yeah. Well, let's uh, get back into let's this album. We have two songs left. This Ball is, the Jack. Here's Ballin' the Jack <laughs> by Ballin' Jack. I didn't realize that's what was coming up. We're in Nolans now. This is another short one. This one clocks in at 153 time-wise. Good. It's just a fucking ragtime. Let's do okay. it. it. I would literally, when I was in Nolans... This is, I would hear this down the street like every 10 minutes. All of a sudden, you'd turn a corner and there'd be a band going down. Just like... It'd be an annoying place to live. To live? Yes, if you're down on like Bourbon Street and stuff. But I don't think people really live down there. I don't know, though. I don't know anything. Love this trumpet action. Yeah, this is uh, it's fun. In, in the classic guitar. It's just a certain way... They know how to, pull, like, I would not know how to sit down and make a ragtime song, because it's got certain ways of playing that I'm just mm-hmm. not familiar with. So does that mean these guys grew up in ragtime? Or just like, let's just do an exercise and make a ragtime song. I like to think that they... Probably just more closer to it in the time of ragtime being a thing. Their grandparents or parents maybe even could have listened to Ragtime, so it was just more in their actual zeitgeist or yeah, whatever yeah. versus ours. It's just like one of those old pastimes that weren't something that we... I mean, maybe our grandparents, but probably not. Our grandparents weren't that old. No. My grandparents, I don't know if they liked music. I know they didn't like animals. I know my grandpa didn't like black people. <laughs> clip <laughs> <laughs> he's a dead asshole yeah <laughs> so that song's fun yeah we have one more track this is the longest this is hold on i'm gonna go ahead and start this so we can uh get through this love the guitar tone this sounds this isn't sounds like more like Jimi hendrix territory yeah you're right man i never even thought about that i never even thought about them sitting around and actually like Growing watch up, watch him play. Not that the guys that ended up playing with him and hung out with him, yeah, because they were in that first play the guitar. Group with him. Not the guitar player didn't play with him. No, but, but it was the bass player like, and yeah, the drummer. Yeah, exactly. So they still all vibed together. So they would still like know the mm-hmm. feel of Jimmy. But Jimmy would not never have like the horns and the woodwinds and things like that. That's interesting. You said that because I remember Zappa complaining about that about Jimi Hendrix. He was like, you know. Jimmy's got a lot of great ideas in his head, and I think he's constraining himself by staying with a guitar and a bass and a drum. Just being a, like a rock and roll. Yeah. Like, and musician. I agree. You listen to some of that, like, uh, oh, you said it earlier. Uh, Band of Gypsies. Yeah, Band of Gypsies. Mm-hmm. You add horns into that? Yeah. Would have been fucking stellar. 
and it's something like this. I have the Jimi Hendrix solo. All of a sudden, like, wow. Jimmy had his own thing, man. He had those long fingers. Yeah, drugs. Yeah, long fingers. And he had sleeping to do on people's couches. I always wonder about, we hear stories about rock and rollers and they're always so fucked up. Mm-hmm. How many times is it just a pathetic, like if you saw it on video. A burden? A burden, just a pathetic being in front of you that somehow has a magic that is still there and you like almost hate them for it. Because you can see that they're just like lessening themselves and kind of pissing it away because they're not just... And pissing you off because you're not like that and you can never have what they have. It's almost like they're not <laughs> fully grateful for how yeah. special they are. But if you're super special, you don't know what it's like to not be special. It's true. Or you almost hate it because there's a burden of expectation on you at one point, too. It doesn't seem like... That's not never been my uh, impression of Jimi Hendrix, that he was forced to do something that he didn't want to do. I don't want to talk out of school, but by the end of it, I think he said that like he doesn't really know where to go with music anymore. Oh, well, I was talking more like when he was younger oh. and following it. When he was in the army? Down, down, down. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that part rules. I love the drums on this. It's such a good groove. I've been playing the drums a little bit, like especially when you've been leaving. Yeah. And I've been playing rhythms like this, just like staying real tight on the hi hat and just trying to <laughs> trying to come up with different different rhythms in my head instead of trying to be like jazz it up. Jazz up, because then you can lead to rhythms and cool riffs, and then be something else. <laughs> it's good that you want to do something else, that you're pushing yourself outside of your typical comforts. I want to do music so bad, but I and I want to be in a band so bad, mm-hmm. but I don't want to be in a band. Is that weird? No, I get it. <laughs> it's almost like you should create it and then just hire a band to perform with you. That's but, usually how I feel. But you would record everything yourself and the actual albums would be you but then you just have your playing the, your, your show bands I like that idea alright I'm gonna go record I'll see you I gotta take this interface so everything's gonna stop so you know uh, have you pushed save no that's not good I have pushed save during the break okay. I can't save while we're recording I understand that <laughs> uh, by the way I am in a band Cult of Trantor. <laughs> oh, yeah, you are still in that. I'm just not very good at doing stuff. <laughs> well, the pandemic also just made it hard to do stuff like that in general. This is where I'm getting war feel again. There's a lot of war in this. You said Zappa. I'm getting even more Zappa this time than I, I was felt last time. More Zappa in the beginning of the song than I do here. Oh yeah, the I war meant, makes sense here. I'm talking about the whole album. Like, I thought Zappa a few times, but when you said Ike Willis, it really opened up a lot more stuff. Oh, uh. <laughs> the shit. 
I love it. It's almost, uh, that part almost has a James Brown feel. I know I mentioned James Brown. (laughs) (laughs) He definitely did. I love this guitar tone. It was like, I've never in my music career really, unless I was playing with you, played clean guitar. Oh, yeah. So when I hear like these old funk things and it's like, I'm jealous that I never got to do that. I guess I'm still young enough and still have life to do that. But Yeah, you can. Wouldn't it be the shit? We've talked about it before to find a group of people that want to do old funk and soul songs. I think it'd be great. And just play two hours of funk and soul. That's just what we're booked as. I'd have tons of fun, personally. (laughs) But we would just need, I mean, solid percussion and bass. We would need an actual drummer, a percussionist to play the extra stuff, bass player, like two horn players, and maybe a keyboard player. And you slamming the vocals, baby. You'd be up there like with a microphone. What if you like just broke just, out of my shell? Just came alive. I think that'd be amazing. You're up there like, Wah! I don't know if you remember when I would do war at Randy's back in the day for karaoke. And I would kind of let loose when yeah. I would do stuff like that. Or yeah. like the Temptations and we'd do stuff. Yep. I think I do. Yeah. Good times. It's good stuff. Uh, we are now done with the album. That has been a good time for me. We are... Uh, have we been sustained? Sustained! We are now out of the part of the podcast where it is time to go over some questions. So why did I choose this? I've liked the song for a long time. As soon as the first time I heard Found a Child, I was interested. And what made me choose the actual album was just curiosity. I have a list of things to choose. This was not on it. I don't even really know why this particularly popped in my head. I just thought that this could be interesting because I like Found a Child so much. Uh, What do I think you thought when I gave this to you? I honestly, I think you weren't bummed because you know the one song, but as far as expecting anything else, I don't really have much of an input, just an okay. Uh, What was your actual judgment prior to listening to it? My judgment when you said Ball and Jack was, what's that? And then once you told me what it was, it was, oh, hell yeah. Like, because that song's good. I was hoping for a lot of that. Okay. A lot of fun. I, nothing sounds cooler than finding stuff that I haven't heard before that I'm like, this is the shit. Yeah. Because it doesn't happen that much anymore. No, it doesn't. As the older you get, the harder it is to find stuff that really blows you away. I think so. Unless if you're looking forward, it can be hard to do that. Yeah. And I don't mean to shit on people as if people don't make good music anymore because it's not true. It's just music. (laughs) There's so much incredible music made in, you know, the last handful of decades it's undeniable. It's, it, it, but there, there was just a, I don't know, a superiority, <laughs> I would say, <laughs> in music from like the 70s. 
70s is golden. Six, like 60s. Every generation is going to say that about the different generations. I think they're Someone diff- that grew up in the 1900s would be like, that's garbage. You need to get into But I feel like off. my dad might agree that, that the 60s and 70s had the best music. Yeah. So I'm saying it's not just one generation saying this. I, I don't know if I could say that. What, would, what do you think your mom would say? Probably that, but that's her generation. My dad was born in the 60s. It's not, it's not his time. His time is more like the 70s 80s, and 80s. Yeah. But I still feel like you can't deny the oh, genius can't. of all of the amazing music that was you written can't. and that came out. But I fear in the that 60s and we've 70s. hit a threshold where like kids, like teenagers, are never going to like, say, the Beatles. Well, it's also cool to not like the Beatles. Yeah, but it's always been cool to not like the Beatles. It's been going yeah, on since I was a kid. That's true. But I feel like music is so far in dance zone and like techno, not techno. I don't want to say techno, but like electronic music. Electronic music yeah. is so the norm now that I fear that we've crossed a threshold where kids can never appreciate older music. Or just older music that goes back as far as the 2000s. Yeah. Like, I... We might have hit the age where no kid is ever going to want to hear a guitar. But I could be completely wrong. I don't know about that. I think you might be wrong about it, that. I'm hoping it actually swings the other way and we're just like, I'm tired of robot sounding music. Give me real shit. And then we'll have like two decades of real. I think there's still enough actual music out there. Uh, I don't think for it's. Sure. I don't for sure. think. I'm talking mainstream, obviously. Yeah. But even, I don't know, that kind of vibe. That fucking awful song. (laughs) It was a popular song. I it's it was in a lot of TikTok videos. Uh, Willow Smith was part of it, and it's a regular sounding song. It's not like a dance song. You can actually hear like a fucking uh, drum set and such. So I don't think that kids are totally moving away from. And I don't have kids. I don't talk to kids. So anything I said is completely out of my ass. Well, and the grumpy old ass. The kids that you talk to. Except for Robert, probably mostly listen to electronic, electronic music. or like poppy stuff that's on yeah. the radio. But then my nephew Robert listens to. He said "Incesticide" by Nirvana is the best album by Nirvana. So for him <laughs> being <laughs> foot fifteen and saying yeah. that, he also said "Cannibal Corpse." Oh, don't they do that song? I come blood. When he was sitting like six feet away from your mom, and luckily she didn't fucking hear it because she was in conversation <laughs> with Bob. Okay, so how many times did you listen to this? Do you know? I think I listened to this maybe nine or ten times. Holy shit! I was jamming on this fucking. I thing. did not expect that. And I've been getting into music again lately. Like oh, it's starting to seep back true. in, so music is easier now. I'm not going to say a future album. Like, yeah. you can give me something in the future. I'm going to be like, yep, three. For sure. <laughs> I, I didn't actually count for myself either, but I would say like seven or eight. There you go. It's so easy to listen to. Front you to listen back. to it more than I did, which is kind of surprising since it was uh, an... It would get stuck in my head. I'd be at work and I'd be at work like, feeling fine. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's time to put it on again. All right, so uh, least favorite song that Sam would think. Let's see here. What do I think Sam's least favorite song is? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to say Telephone, even though I don't think that you necessarily think it's a bad song. I'm just going to say Telephone because it has that cheesiness to, like, cheesy quality to 
telephone instead of telling you. Um, I don't know what the song is called. What's okay. the one with the acoustic guitar at the beginning? Is it only a tear? This is the one. My least favorite. I don't not like it. It's just my least favorite. Because I'm like an energy guy. You know, I don't really ever like... I think the lyrics are the cheesiest. I think it's all the cheesiest mixed in. But but I didn't turn it off. I didn't skip this song ever out of the eight to nine times I listened to it. Okay. Which I could have easily done. But no. Telephone? No way. Telling phone instead of telling me? It's crazy. Yeah, it was just you, a guess, I but I also it. couldn't remember. Only, if I remember that only a tear was the song that sounded like that, then that would have been my guess. But I just also didn't, for some reason, log in my head that this is this is this song as well. It was more just something that I listened to while I worked like a lunatic this week. Yeah, you did work like a lunatic this week. So what do you think my least favorite I'm song is? I'm going to say is? the same thing as only a tear. I'd say you're probably correct. It's not a bad song. I don't dislike it. I think it's, like I said, I think it's necessary to have a little, because it's like right in the middle of the album, to just have a little lull to make you appreciate what's coming next, which is that Never Let Him Say song, which grooves. But Sam, do you know what my favorite song? You got to guess what my favorite song is. I know. That's why I was like, how do I change Change this? this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what do I think your favorite song is? Um, I think Found a Child is solid as hell, so that's going to be my guess. This is hard because it, it's got, yeah, it, the answer is yes. I mean, I ended up learning it on guitar today. I just said to myself, oh, I've got to learn this on guitar, but God damn it, Festival gets stuck in my head so much. That was my, that would have been my second. And I just love it when he's like, careful some southern fried chicken. Napkins up there by the beer. <laughs> it gets stuck in my head. And it, the first time I heard it, I was like, man, what is this fucking song? And then by the end of it, I was like, festival fucking rules now. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. All right. What do you think my most Yours favorite is song is? found a child. How can it not be found a child? I don't know. I mean, it's what got you on this album. This song is never not good to me. It's all good. This part fucking rules with the cowbell. And come on. Don't just sit sit there or stand there. I don't remember. Don't just stand there. Bust a move. It's iconic. This riff right here. This song is just so good. I've never not been in the mood to listen to this song. If it were to ever pop on when I was just listening to something on shuffle, I would be excited. It's not a skipping a skippable song Fuck for me. No. It's a great car song. Too. Yeah. Whenever it's been on in the car, it's been like, oh, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Just in a mix, because it's not like we ever listened to the rest of Ball and Jack. No, we never did. So how old? Turns was... out, no one ever did. So as far as when I first listened to this, it was as a whole with you uh, a week ago. I think um, I originally on the very first listen, I was just like, okay, some hits and misses. But I would say it definitely grew on me, as I had previously said as well. Would I recommend this today? I don't know that this, a lot of people would like this, honestly, but I would still say that I think it's worth checking out if this is your kind of music. So I would recommend it if you like this sort of stuff. I just don't know people who really listen to music like this, but I think it's, it's solid. It's, it would definitely be a hard recommend. Yeah. I would recommend the first song to anybody. 
Mm-hmm. Like if that's an undeniable great song, but it really depends tastes, on the person. If you like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I feel like that person who I would necessarily recommend it to, I probably haven't met them yet. Go like, you go like this. Hey, you like war or blood, sweat, and tears? <laughs> yes. Well, then I recommend Ball and Jack. And I don't know, I don't know anyone I could really do that with. My mom would Beasley be someone? Daniel. Probably, because he's he a, might know Ball and Jack already. He's a drummer. He's a and he's a knowledgeable funk and soul guy. I wonder if he knows about. They'd be like, I know Ball and Jack personally. So if he he would be a good he would be someone I would recommend this to. I'll say that I'd, I'd recommend this to the Claw. To the Claw, he would also be a great podcast guest. Yeah, he's a nice person. Daniel would be a fucking fantastic podcast guest, and I would have no idea what he would give us because he's got a very broad range of musical taste. Will you listen to this again, Sam? Yes, I would. It's a new album for Sam. It has made the tier. There nice. are two albums so far on this entire podcast <laughs> that are breaking their way through. One done by Zach Browering, Humphreys McGee, mm-hmm. Anchor Drops. No other Humphreys McGee, just one album. Yeah. And this, Ball and Jack, Ball and Jack, baby. Absolutely. So It's going on when we're in the car more than anything. That works. Yeah. Uh, we still have lots of Red Lobster gift cards to use, so we have plenty of Fred Lobster trips Hell ahead yeah. of us. So, zero to ten, all over the rock and roll cats. Wow. I got to sneeze if I sneeze in the middle of this. <laughs> I apologize. And usually it comes in two, so we'll see what happens. It made me yawn. <laughs> I don't think that's how that's supposed to work. I <laughs> uh, can't believe there wasn't two sneezes. Uh, I'm gonna give this eight and a half rock and roll cats. Okay. Nine, nine. That was a close. One. <laughs> I'm giving it a nine all over the rock that's, and roll cats. That's wild. I'm giving it. I'm I'm giving it a solid eight. I think it's very good. Uh, it's not perfect. Okay, then I'm dropping back down to eight and a half. <laughs> but it's it's really good. I enjoy it much more than I. Thought it, I, I'm almost kind of kicking myself for not uh, listening to this sooner. Is kind of how I feel. Describe this album in one word. Oh fuck! I always forget about this. I'm it never prepared me, for this. It helped me so much to think about this before the podcast. I'm never prepared. I kind of like it being more of a don't think about it. Just an actual reaction. Give me a word for me. Surprise. Okay. I'm gonna say groove. Yeah. Because I think it has many different kinds of grooves. I'm not going to say it's groovy, but it it does well in different grooves in different, not genres, but genre styles maybe or different influences that kind of bring them together. Because they're still pretty solid. Uh, I mean, as like a rock and roll band with, they're like a jazzy rock and roll band, I think is the underlying whatever. Sometimes they're funkier. I think you could just ask him to do something at that moment, and they'd be like, gotcha. Hey, play me some rock. Okay. Play me some funk. All right. Play me some jazz. Okay. That's pretty Good cool. Good shit. It's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So that is it as far as this album goes. Sam, what is next? What is next? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Uh, it's an album that I've not listened to, except I have because we're recording the episode later. But it's a brand new album. Okay. It was all for this. It's basically Paul and Jack again. Okay. The album is Idols, and the or the band is Idols, and the album is called Brutalism. Came out in 2017. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna, we're gonna record it later, hopefully. 
We're going to record. Idols. Never. All right. Never had heard of them before. I never had either. It was uh, it was news to me when it was sent to me. So uh, thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate yeah. it. Check out the videos. We're going to be having a lot more like clip based things. We're taking advantage of the TikTok era. We're gonna. I'm gonna start posting things on TikTok. The plan is to hopefully get the Instagram page up and running again, at least as far as just sharing videos. Short, short clips, bangers. Yeah, bro. Funny parts to make us look like we're better than we are. Well, (laughs) considering that video's involved, I don't think that's going to work for me, but... (laughs) Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks. We're going out to some smooth jazz. Some festival jazz. 